Hello and welcome to the No Cap Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. Uh, I'm joined on the podcast by Arun. Hey, how's it going? No more Darth Arun. Rest in peace, man. Uh, we'll see. Okay. Fingers crossed. All right. Sasha? Yo, what's up? And special guest, Devang. Hello. What's good? Welcome back. Thank you very much. Very, uh, very happy to be on the No Cap Pod. Big fan, long time listener. Yep. Ever the since. best podcast in Toronto. <laughs> wow. I didn't. I just want to say I didn't see you guys on that blog to list, and I'm not sure why, but that's a uh, that's unfortunate. There's a blog to list. Blog to dropped a top fifty like podcast in Toronto, and we weren't on it. Yo, Humble and Fred were on that, who I did not know A were okay, still on. alive, and B he's doing a podcast. I'm pulling up this list, man. <laughs> Blog yeah. TO doing a podcast. Yo, I can't believe there are even 50 Toronto podcasts. I can. Yo, there was a list of 50 and we couldn't make it on there. Yeah, that's that's wild, man. Come on. 50 uh, Toronto podcasts. Let's see podcasts how many of these we've heard of. Yo, by the way, I mean, listen, we, we have we have specific clout. Isn't that right, Sasha? We, th- this podcast has some, has some clout. I mean, uh, yes. There's definitely an extended reach that this podcast has. Yeah, I don't know if you could expose, but or reveal. <laughs> I but... can ex- I, I can expose. It's okay, fine. okay, tell tell the story. So what's going on? Uh, so you know me, I'm a single guy. I'm in my twenties, so you know maybe I'm on some apps here and there. And uh, I was on Tinder the other day, you know, swiping, watching the Raptors game as mm-hmm. one does. And uh, I got a match, and I was like, oh, who's this person? So the match happened, and then within like. I want to say a minute she messaged me, which seemed really sudden. And hold on, let me bring up the uh, the conversation right now. Give me one sec. Quit bragging, man. A minute. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So the first message is, I love your podcast, exclamation mark. And uh, I'm not going to lie. I was like, all right, who's catfishing me? What's going on here? Only fucking awkward brown guys listen to this podcast. Like, what's, what is this, right? <laughs> So, you know, you know how when, like, someone says they love a band and, like, really big fans of the band are like, we'll name three of their songs. (laughs) I decided to do that but for this podcast because I was like, I was so shocked. I I didn't know. So I was like, I love it, too. What's your favorite episode? Just trying to, like, see if this was, like, kind of like a troll thing or like a real thing. And then she goes, the end of your recap with your friend from L.A. (laughs) So it turns out that she actually listen wow. to the podcast so shout out to her if you're still listening you got you, a wife uh, for the podcast yeah did, for content was there like a date planned or like what happened after that i mean uh you know i don't want to give too much away but uh <laughs> we're, we're still conversating we're gonna figure something out it should be okay wow. we should get married for the podcast so i feel like that would be good content get married on the podcast yeah, i feel like go. that would be like our first live show jesus christ yeah we could do it like bachelor style, get Neil Lane to bring some diamonds, try and get some sponsors on board so I don't have to pay for said diamonds. It'd be great. Shout out mm. to Spence Diamonds. Okay. All right. Yeah. Free sponsorship for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, but we're not on this blog TO list, but we, we somehow have casual fans who aren't in our networks, which is kind of interesting considering this is episode five. Man, we have a pod- There's a podcast on here called Damn Zone the Six, and I haven't heard it, but like that just sounds terrible. Damn Zone the Six? Yeah, and there's no Pound the Rock on here, so it's, this is a Jeez. lie. This, this is a lie. I, uh, I wonder what the uh, what is like the requirement to be considered a Toronto podcast. You know what I mean? Like, is it Do you only have to talk about Toronto? 
in the entire podcast, or what is the what is the criteria? Um, These all seem all over the place. Yeah, I'm not really well, seeing a common theme right. to be honest. Some of them are very Canada specific, though. I'll say that much. But most of these like, are like media types. Yeah, there's like yeah. a bunch of. Yeah, there's one no, hosted by like... Barry Davis. Imagine that. Barry Davis. Oh, wait, that Barry Davis? Where? Yes, that Barry the one Davis. Only. The guy with the Biagini song. Is uh, yeah, is uh, is Todd Shapiro's podcast on there as well? Oh God, I really hope that. Because <laughs> if that's the case, then I don't think it's. I think it's a good thing that you guys are not on it. So. Mm. You know what I couldn't help but notice also isn't on this list. Uh, there's a podcast called Sportsfeld. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! This beef has to happen. We're making this. I'm beef trying happen. to will this beef into existence, man. What? We, we, we already have the <laughs> Arun Asada uh, inside the green room on here. That's a good podcast. That you guys are, I'm podcast. doing all my work for like trying to set up like a Voltron connection. <laughs> like I'm just trying to spread peace and love and harmony because I actually love. Zoom's Jake and Devang. Uh-huh. And Sasha's trying to start beef, man. Yeah. Sorry, did I just... Did my audio just cut out there for a second? No, you're, uh, you're fine. Oh, okay. I opened my AirPods case and it was like... Okay, okay. Oh my god. <laughs> we really invited Devang. We're taking Devang away from <laughs> Arsenal versus Chelsea. Where Arsenal's up 2-0 at halftime. So you could talk about AirPods. No, no, no. I, but Will, I want it to be on here when this intervention is staged. Because oh, I think... I think Sasha needs to know, and I think he does know, but mm. this is, um, we're in a perilous time where I'm concerned we're going to lose him forever to the, the virtues of the AirPods, and he's just going to go ascend to whatever AirPod land that exists. Mm. He's already there. I mean, I feel like I'm halfway there. <laughs> wow. So, I, have actually, I have a very sad AirPod story, if you guys want to hear it. Yeah, uh, let's go. So before I left uh, Vancouver at EA, I was gifted AirPods from uh, one of my coworkers. Like they, we had some sort of deal, and I got I got them. And I'm like, well, these are crazy, and I didn't realize how much they cost. So I'm like, okay, they they obviously are expensive, but I didn't realize they're like in the ballpark of like two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. So I had them, and like they were great, and I had many a good times. And like the charging mechanism was a bit weird to me, but I understood why that exists because they're not connected to anything. So I came back to Toronto and I was wearing them and I went to go meet up with some friends in an Uber, had a good oh, time. No. Oh, no. So oh, no. what happened was when I left and I also got an Uber, I left my AirPods in the Uber and they were gone forever. And then I had like the find your iPhone thing for the AirPods. Oh my God. And the guy, the guy definitely had wiped it all clean, and now he is owning them. So, wow. I know, and I know, and I know what trip it was on too, because Uber works that way, right? So, like, I, I know who the guy was, but at this point in the game, I just got to tip my cap, I guess, because it's over. But yeah, no, we we got to confront him on the podcast. We'll find him. No, we'll find. Him. Don't go. I I mean, I I'm sounding kind of. Um, okay with this all but i will find him I will <laughs> <laughs> after arsenal chelsea of course of course yeah man no like i realized that uh my uh recent purchase of airpods might be a thing that some people aren't aware about uh no i'm kidding uh i it's it's i want you all to know like this isn't i don't actually mean any of this you know it's, it's kind of a bit like 
I like my AirPods, but I'm not like really trying to be this obnoxious. But now that it's, I've started it, I kind of have to keep going along with it. Mm, yeah. um, I've had them for like five or six days now. I'd give it like another two or three days, and then I'm probably just going to go back to being regular old me. But for now, uh, I'm an AirPod owner, yeah. Man, I went to Sasha's house last night just to shoot the shit. And I'm surprised. It took like two hours for him to bring up the AirPods. I thought he was going to bring them up within like the first five minutes. So Listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm nothing if not self-aware. <laughs> Listen, man. As you say, the best bits in life have to be explained clearly. So the thing is, like, you can't really. You have to be really selective of when you wear them. And I think that was my mistake as well. Like, if you're commuting to work, totally fine. Or if you're at work, totally fine. But like, if you were ever in the, you're going somewhere, or like you're going to a party or whatever. Like, I feel like they're not the the safest thing to bring. Mm-hmm. And that could just be me, though. No, it's true. They're easy to lose. You got to like keep that little floss-like charging sphincter in your jacket pocket or some shit. I tried to put it in my wallet and I felt like a complete ass clown and had to stop because I'm like, this is, <laughs> this is bad. This is bad, man. Have you, yeah, oh, I'm just envisioning you two as, have you guys seen that AirPods meme where it's like superimposed on the guy that's like, you know, I had to do it to him? Yeah. Yeah, that that's you guys right now. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile get to do it to him. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm pretty sure I might have teeth some of these headphones from uh a library that was just that. But anyway, um Whoa. Devang, I was gonna say, welcome back to Toronto. This is a good time to be back. Like this is <laughs> yeah. this is the best time to be back in terms of just Toronto sports, man. Because I feel like I'm trying to pull this thing back on the on track. We can't spend the whole time talking about AirPods. No, train conducting out. Will, you're, you're, you are, you're, driving, you're driving this via rail back onto the rails. You're driving this via rail back. Oh, God. It's a slight detour. A slight detour. I feel like you can we never get to, any good news we went, from... We went to Brockville. We went to Kempville. Like, in between oh Toronto, Toronto. Like, we're, we're back the, on... The, the, the hometown hockey tour, if you will. Wow. <laughs> oh, oh shout out to Lucan. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> So all no, the well, are not trying well, thank you very much for welcoming me back. <laughs> I think you were the only person um, so far that actually did. So I, uh, I just, yo, you should stop, 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 stop lying, okay. man. I, I saw you. <laughs> I, I, I saw you at Sasha's house party. It was like, <laughs> yo, welcome back, man. Because he's like, I got a surprise for you, and surely enough, it's like this six foot three ghoul who yeah. no other than Devane. a ghoul is so, a good way to describe it. So it's definitely true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also I came back and I'm going to say today as we record this. So back in like Vancouver, it doesn't snow that often. It rains a lot, and it doesn't get that cold. But like, I'm not gonna complain. But today has been quite wild. Like I went outside this morning in Toronto, and it is a uh, it's a winter wonderland, but substitute wonderland for hellscape, and that's basically what it is right now. But it's at, quite bad. But at least we have sports to keep us warm. See and, that? See that? That's a professional transition. All right. Fantastic. Um, do you host a podcast for a living? Well. Uh, feels like it. Yeah, it, it, it honestly feels like half my waking hours are speaking into a microphone. But um, I mean, look, this is this is wild. We have the Leafs, we have the Raptors, we have TFC, we have. I don't know. This is just like it, it's it's nice to actually be proud to have like Toronto sports and be a proud Toronto sports fan. And like, I think we've all been like sports fans in Toronto for a very long time. We've sort of gone through like. Obviously, the low periods, even the Jays. I mean, I mean, the last two years notwithstanding. But I mean, just Devang for you, like, what is this feeling like in terms of as a Raptors fan, as a just a Toronto sports fan, as a Leafs fan? 
because it's it's incredible. I don't even know what to do with myself. I'm still worrying like every single day that like shit's gonna go wrong. But realistically, no. we have like two of the best teams in the world. Hundred percent. It it feels weird to have a target on our back now, mm. which like we didn't really have ever before. Um, strange is a definitely a good word. Like I think when I was at West, the um, repping the Toronto flag and especially the Leafs, like who. Although there are a crazy amount of people who are transplanted from Toronto out there as well, the level of hatred that the Leafs feel like get out there is is pretty wild. But it's great because you can revel in it. Because before Elias Pettersson, like the Canucks were just definitely not worth talking about, and the Raptors still kind of weird. You had a bunch of Raptors fans, but also that that feeling from Vancouver Reds being like, "Oh, the Grizzlies were taken from us," et cetera, et cetera. But I just wanted to keep reminding them why they were taken from them and just be like, you better embrace Canada's team, et cetera. But no, they weren't taken from you. No. You let them leave. Yeah. And yeah. Hey, shout out to Michael Dickerson, Mike Bibby, uh, yeah. Othella, Othella Harrington. I mean, like they had some studs there, but <laughs> Ooh, I had to stop. I had to stop. But it's, it's no, it's, it's great. When I left, when I left a couple of years ago, it was on the precipice. And I left just as TFC had made that MLS Cup final. And the Raptors are obviously getting deep. And the Leafs you know, were amassing this young crew. But now it's like, it's time. Which is even more, more nerve-wracking maybe than that point. Because now it's like there's the expectations. And I can't, I can't watch a regular season game, whether it be the Raptors or the Leafs, without thinking about the long term all the time. And that's kind of ruining things for me. I don't know how you guys feel about it. See, I feel like that's the prevailing sentiment. For me personally, I am enjoying the fuck out of the regular season, and I'm going to schedule regular therapy appointments in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how I'm, I'm seeing things. But how about you guys? I'm seeing a lot and of anger. Really. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of anger after losing to, who was it, the Panthers? Yeah. 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 Well, it, it was worse earlier in the week when they uh, didn't still Monday trying to play. But- and like to be honest, it's we uh, we all work in the media, so I, I really don't think that we can like throw shots without understanding that we're part of it as well. But we're not like the other media here in the sense that William Nylander not doing well immediately and struggling is like that's gold. That's gold for talk radio or anything else, and it. it drives the needle rather than the least running off 10 wins in a row sadly that's just how things work so as much as i abhor the comments about him or like about like oh the leafs are struggling they're they're done they're not going to win or the raptors lose to boston uh, in boston and they can't beat Kyrie, etc mm. i think we all understand like this is this is part of the machine like this is not this is not new this is not unique to us but it is definitely something that I have less time for now. Like maybe when I was younger, I would have been like, oh, "Okay, let's get into this and debate some jackal online." But now it's like, man, like I don't, I honestly don't give a fuck if some random guy is gonna be trolling around, and even if that random guy is in the media themselves, I'm like, ah, I, I just don't care enough. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you generally. The one thing that got under my skin was the Jay Gardner booing. I was like, who the fuck? Like, what are you guys doing booing your like second or third best defenseman? For a team that is like widely still a Stanley Cup contender, like that's the one thing that got under my skin. But I largely share your opinion. It's Man, like, just sorry, I was gonna say like booing your own player is just like like what, what's the point? Like what's what's to what end, right? Like what are you trying to accomplish by doing this? Like it's only gonna make him feel shittier, and it's only gonna 
Like, it's not going to help things. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, man. Like, I, I mean, listen, get your hate off, but don't internalize your hate towards your own team. Like, that makes no sense to me. <laughs> and, and the whole point, in my opinion, is, like, if, you, if you're at the game, I think there's a certain level of decorum that you should have. You can talk as much shit as you want to your friends or on your, your WhatsApp chat or your, your chat messages being like, I think Jay Gardner had a horrible game tonight. We can all maybe agree or disagree. But vocalizing that at the game also, like every single time that's happened, no matter what the sport is at a game, it's usually the biggest ass clown doing it. And I'm like, I, who wants to be yep. associated with those people? Like, what? why? Why? Have, yeah, you, ever, man, have you guys ever booed anyone at the game? Like at a game you've gone to? Like, like someone on the team that I was cheering for? Yeah. No, never. No. Not like not in like a decade. I mean, I'm guilty of it as like a teenager. But oh, wait, who did you boo? Who'd you boo? Uh, yeah. I booed. Uh, I booed Vernon Wells a long. Time. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Were you one of those people that booed Alex Rios because he stepped out of the ROM drunk as hell? Uh, no, I don't think I booed Alex Rios. But okay. yeah, I know. he deserved it more but, than Vernon, man. Dude, I've looked, man, a long, uh, again, fully admit, I was an ass clown. Mm. I was a, but, but I was a teenager, so. Yeah. Wasn't, Alex, wasn't the Alex Rios thing some older gentleman was asking for an autograph? Oh, yeah, that's right. You know what? I'm, I support Alex Rios for that. <laughs> asking yeah. for an autograph. A 45-year-old man asking for an autograph as he exits the ROM. Give me a break. No, nah, man, fuck that. Like, that guy <laughs> probably brings, that guy probably brings a baseball glove to games. Like, you don't want to. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> If you're above the age of 12 and you bring a glove to the dome, you should just not be allowed back. <laughs> yeah. No, the Jake Gardner thing was annoying, man. It was like, it was like ultimately, like if you're paying money to be in a crowd, like sure, like exp- you have technically you have the right to express your feelings, obviously. But it's like I've been at Raps games in the past where during the Triano years, like Andrea Bargnani did some stupid pump fake drive to the basket. Mm. And then, like, got the guy in the air and tried to get fouled but didn't get fouled. And it's like, I'm not going to boo him for it, but I can turn to the guy I'm sitting with and be like, well, that was stupid. Or, like, what the fuck is he doing? But, like, exactly. to actually go exactly. out of your way to boo him is just so next level and unnecessary. Unnecessary. It, it, I can't speak this, to and This is going to sound extremely sanctimonious, but I, I also feel like for the example you're setting for, let's say, the younger crowd that's at these games who are like 10 years old or something like that and they're watching this and they see that i know this sounds like very like uh, mr rogers-esque but like i don't think that's a good example to set at all and arun you went to that next gen game right when they had like the yes yes man I went and to like the next, next and you and and you tell me if i'm wrong but like the atmosphere there was considerably better because there's just a lot of people excited to see the least play honestly one of the best sporting experiences of my life like just and they lost from, that game, right? And, and they, they lost, lost that game, game right? right? From a crowd perspective, but like no one was really all that upset, and like that got me. Like, here's my hot take: like children are better sports fans than adults, for the most part. Like, that's not that's not even a hot take, man. That makes complete yeah, sense. Like, because like you were saying, like so there's like a bunch of kids. This next gen game was kind of this initiative the least put out to, I guess, encourage like children's participation. So there were a bunch of kids at this game, and I was in. I got myself like a lower bowl ticket just as a birthday present to myself. So I was sitting in the lower bowl, and, like, these kids were excited. Like, every time Tavares and Marner took the ice, they were, like, screaming as if the Beatles showed up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Meanwhile, like, these adults are, like, coming up with this theory. There's, these two idiots who were sitting behind me had this theory that Jake Gardner was a sleeper agent for the Minnesota Wilds because he's from <laughs> Minnesota okay. and he's playing like shit. It's like, you know what I mean? 
It's like fucking, you can concoct all these fucking stupid theories. Meanwhile, like, kids are quite generally just happy to see, like, their their heroes win or lose. And I, I respect it. It was a pleasant atmosphere to be around. Do you feel like this is, like, almost unique to Toronto sports? Because, like, there's just been so little winning here that everyone's just miserable. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like even, like, for Raptors fans, like, the default is, like, if things are going right, it's like, all right, let's worry about what can go wrong next. And it's like, it's just such a f- weird mentality because I just think for so long, like, the teams here have been so trashed that everyone's just sort of, they're inundated with, like, negativity. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I guess, like, mm-hmm. you, you look at the Leafs, for I, example, right? Like, if I were a Leafs fan this week, I would be like, look, we beat, like, the Lightning. Yeah. Like, that's that's yeah. pretty good for this week, yeah. right? It doesn't matter to me that you, you drop, like, a random game against Colorado or, like, you know, Florida. Like, yeah, you would like to win those, yeah. but, like, you know what I mean? Like, the bigger picture is, yeah, you, I mean, you should be able to live off a win like that against Lightning for, like, a week at least. 100%. Yep. I agree. I, I don't know if it's unique to Toronto, but I think there is something definitely about this city. And, like, the, the Gardner stuff especially, like... I, I know Larry Murphy happened years ago and the fact that we booed him out of town. We were poorly run back then as well, but he went on to win several cups <laughs> with the Detroit Red Wings and we this is the guy we jettisoned out of town. But like there is something about this city that I don't I don't really I can't put my finger on it. I'm not gonna blame the outsiding parts of the GTA, but I'm going to because Doug Ford exists. And mm. basically, if they, if they stopped the GO trains that were coming in from Whitby, Ajax, uh, Oshawa, I think we'd be better off. Just stop them at, like, um, Port Credit or something. I don't know. What the, <laughs> the, yeah, Lakeshore oh, West, much better than Lakeshore East. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> and I, and, <laughs> Very regional. And I, I will I will differentiate. I think the Raptors fan base, and, you, and Will, you obviously have a better idea of this just by your daily interactions but i feel like they're less bad like i think Leafs fans mm. in general are not good like this is we are we are a very interesting group of people but for the most part i don't think we're good fans quote unquote i think there there is an expectation of for Leafs fans because like there is such a proud history and stuff it's like it's almost like uh, Liverpool fans, you know. I, I don't want to. I don't want to draw that comparison right now. But don't do this to me. I mean, because <laughs> <laughs> I like the Liverpool fans of the NHL, man. It's just like a, a feeling of like, look, we deserve to be like great. Like we have this history, we should always be great. But then, like the team just hasn't been in such a long time that it's yeah, it's just so much <laughs> angst. Whereas, like, there is no ex- real expectation for the Raptors to be great. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, when the Raptors yeah. like beat the Heat in, like, the ugliest seven-game series I've ever seen, where, like, Bismack Biombo was, like, the best player on the floor. <laughs> and, like, you you see the scenes at, like, uh, Young and Dundas Square, where, like, people are dancing the streets and, like, stepping over a LeBron jersey. Like, like that's the kind of shit that it's, like, for Raptor fans, it's, like, it, honestly, the rest of this stuff is, like, it's it's gravy. Although, at this point, it's, it's gone, almost gone to the point where it's, like, all right, cool, so we got to go to the finals because, you know, Kawhi's still going to keep him, but, like, for the most part, it's still just the fan base is like, look, I, just almost a little bit happy to be here. Whereas Leafs fans are just like, no, fuck it, we should be winning the cup every year. That Dude, I mean, like... <laughs> that's, that's what the John Tavares signing meant, though, right? Yeah, yeah. It, meant, it went from being like, hey, we have a fun, promising. I've said this several times, but it went from being we have a fun, promising, upcoming team to, okay, let's fucking go now. Like we, well, anything short of a cup is a disappointment. I mean, that, that... that's what it is. And, but that is, the, that is the outlook for the next seven years, though, I would say. That's Who do you true. think there's more pressure on this year? Leafs or Raptors? The, it's a different... Raptors. Well, I, would, I would say I would probably the say Raptors. I would say the Raptors. 
just because of the, the Kawhi, like yeah. the, the Kawhi's like free agency looms large over everything. Whereas the Leafs, for better or worse, like they're going to pay Matthews and Warner a gazillion dollars, and that's fine. But they're going to be there's kind of this idea that they're going to be around for a long time. Whereas the Raptors, this may be as good as it gets this year, and there's who, no LeBron in the conference. Be, better question: Who do you think gets more stick when it doesn't work out? The Leafs. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah. This year, this year will be the. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, wait, do you think it's going to be Raptors this year? If it doesn't work out, people are going to be like, wow, look at Kyle Lowry leaving this team like just short of the expectations <laughs> think, again. But that's it. I that's think, all, it's all that's going to happen, man. No, I, I think over the course of five years, it's certainly the Leafs. This particular year, I think it's the Raptors. Really? I don't, I don't think, think so. So man. what kind of stick would the Raptors think, get, though? You know what I mean? Yeah. Here's, here's my case for it. I, I think, again, it just goes down to like term, right? For like, this is the first, well, first year of the Leafs like contending window, right? Mm. And there is no LeBron-like force in hockey. There isn't. Yeah, as good it's as not Nikita possible. Kucherov is, as good as Steven Stamkos is, Andre Vasilevsky, even those clowns in Boston, sure, whatever. <laughs> call what you will. You I'm going to call Patrice Bergeron LeBron. Patrice Bergeron's our LeBron, man. <laughs> right. So that's what I mean. But he, I mean, listen, he's a, he torches us, oh. sure. But like, even Alexander Ovechkin's not like a LeBron-like force. So <laughs> I, think, I think this year with no LeBron in the East mm-hmm. and the Raptors have Kawhi, you know, and you know, here's the um, thing though, man. Like, LeBron left the East, but the rest of these teams in the East all glowed up as LeBron left. Like, the conference as a whole got better. So, I'm not saying it's an excuse, but what I'm saying is that, like, it's still really like if the Raptors get to the Eastern Conference Finals and have this crazy seven game series against like the Bucks or the Celtics, and it ultimately they fall up short, no one's gonna be oh, like, oh, like that's yeah. a disappointment. Okay. You know what Sorry. I mean? Like, fair, fair enough, but if the Raptors lose in the finals. Is that still an unqualified success? If the Raptors, yeah. oh, make are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. Yo, That's if the Raptors go to the, are you, of course, are, of course, are you kidding me? Of course, the question answers itself, right? So that's what I mean. Yeah. If the Raptors go to the finals, that's that's mission accomplished. <laughs> like that's that's the dream right there. For, we, don't else, we don't even technically have to play the finals afterwards. Yeah, yeah actually, we we're good. Just win a game in the finals. <laughs> like, just, if you could get there, that's our championship. Seriously, we're, we're gonna rest Kawhi for games three and four of that series. Well, so, okay, someone asked, too, like, what should be the expectation of the Leafs this year? And because, like, the Angel playoffs are considerably more difficult to predict than the NBA, mm. that's just a fact, because there's so much more random variation between, like, good teams. Like, I think the reasonable expectation should be the Leafs should win at least a series. I agree yeah, with that. I would agree. I would, I would agree. Right? So the, so the stakes are, it's weird, right? Because the stakes are somewhat lower, in a sense, because really the barometer for the Leafs is just to win a series. With the potential I, of this team could win the Stanley Cup, I think. Well, I think it's because we haven't seen this team win a series yet, right? Exactly. Like that's exactly. why it is the next exactly. step because they haven't done it. Yeah, and and all the chuds who have all of these arguments about the fact that maybe they don't think Matthews is a quote unquote true leader, or they're, the William Nylander contract, or Mitch Marner should be the captain because they're insane people. But like the <laughs> fact that. <laughs> the, the expectations the Leafs face are so out of whack based on just the. The, I would argue, like the majority of the the fan base believing that, I think that's why I would side with them. Where it's like they're no, honestly, like, let's say they play Boston again and lose, like it's going to be DefCon one, and it's going to be the stupidest stuff you've ever heard in your life. But yeah, that's true. That's it's going to be awful. And like, I think the Raptors enjoy a couple of things. I think they enjoy smarter media coverage. I think they enjoy the fact that. Their fan base is a little more educated in terms of how basketball and the, the wider things work in the league. 
Whereas the Leafs fans, I think it skews older and it skews a little more ignorant. So I, that's why I would side with the way I'm doing it. Well, I listen to Overdrive every day, and Jeff O'Neill tells me. <laughs> oh God! So uh, Jeff O'Neill told me that William Nylander is a greedy Swedish guy, and yeah. uh, I think that we should close our borders and make Mitch Marner the captain. Oh, wow! And get that Nazem, get that Nazem guy out of here. I don't Brian, Brian Burke, Brian Burke was like, we should play Trevor Moore over William Nylander. I'm like, this, <laughs> this is this is. This is hubris to the point where it's like, I, I know why they're doing it as well. And it goes back to what I was saying before. I'm like, I understand why they're doing it. And it, it, it pokes the bear and it, and it drives the needle. But man, I hate it so much that as much as I love hockey and I love the Leafs, it makes it extremely tough sometimes to, to tune in all the time. It's frustrating. Yeah. It's like you exactly like they know their audience, right? The audience is like suburban dads. So yeah. it's like if, if that's who you're targeting, like, sure. Like that's yeah, but- the kind of discourse you'll get. Yeah, there's ways around it. I mean, I don't watch the intermission shows. Like, that's a good time for to go for a smoke or, yeah. you know, whatever <laughs> is on Twitter. Or, I don't. You know, whatever. I'm watching games on mute. Guys, I've been watching games on mute. It's amazing. It's great. Just watch Washington, the game on mute Washington, and just don't hear anything. Don't hear Greg Millen or anything else going on. It's great. Last night. up a Bluetooth speaker, play some, play some music, and yeah. Exactly. Last, night, last night, Sasha was playing music over the Sports on Central highlights. And, like, I didn't realize he was doing that. I was like, when the fuck did they start playing Future? Like, you know. <laughs> so, uh, Ivanka Osmak tried Dirty Sprite. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, all around the topic of, like, old head, old head hockey talking people saying dumb things. Uh, I have a way with words. Uh, shout out to Brian Burke for somehow still being on television, like, having a platform. Like, uh, it's... I, I, I kind of forget he exists, and every now and then I'll be watching a game on Sportsnet, and then they'll like cut to like Brian Burke saying something really ridiculous, and it just makes Wait. you think, man. When is when are we going to get to a point where hockey coverage isn't just just a bunch of the same retreads over and over and over again? You know what I mean? Like I find that like yeah. if you yeah. look if you watch a basketball broadcast, like there's always new faces showing up. There's always people of color kind of being elevated into roles, whether it's like Nabil Kareem or Kayla Gray or whatnot. Mm. And then you watch a hockey game and it's like, it's just the same people that you were watching 15 years ago. Yeah. Well, th- well I mean, this is the thing, right? Like we, like we all work in media right now, but like, do you feel like there over time will be a change in the way sports media um, sort of presents itself? Because I think in basketball, I think it's starting to change, but even still, like, most of sports media has, like, a very conservative bend, which yeah. is yeah. which has always found really strange because, like, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm not even saying conservative in terms of, like, a political thing. I mean sort of more like a cultural thing. But I, I feel like people from all, all sides, all facets, watch sports, so it's always strange to me that it was always so buttoned down. Look, I'll, I'll say this, like, I think, you know, at the we may have to edit this one out, but um, I think I'm. I, th- I think we're, we're lucky that it's the three of us uh, to work like in a newsroom that is kind of aware of this. I don't think that's necessarily a thing that even like some newsrooms even consider, you know, when it comes to like hockey coverage. I think like I think luckily enough we work in an environment where that's true and people are cognizant of um, you know such biases. But I don't think that's it has to be a widespread push and it has to be from like not to be super corny, but it has to be from people of our age group. I, you know, I we think- have to be that change. I think they're definitely cognizant in the sense that, like, the fact that Hockey Night in Punjabi exists and the fact that they were willing to invest what they did in that in the CBC, I thought that was a, obviously a positive step. And the fact, the fact that nothing else has really changed in the broadcast also speaks to what I think what Sasha was saying, where it's like 
they know they know where their bread gets buttered. I don't think it's going to change very soon because I think the the still idea of like I don't know how you guys feel about the players only broadcast the NBA does. Yeah. The, um, I like I I I like the concept, but I I think the execution is kind of not good. Well, I, I mean that's part. Of, it's because they invite like the wrong former players, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, why is this? Why are these people being invited on this? <laughs> but I, I guess what I would say, like, if the NHL tried to do something like that, mm-hmm. let's be honest here. Like, I, it would not be a diverse group, right? And maybe now it is becoming more so because we are seeing more minorities in the NHL, which is fantastic to see, but. I don't think it's going to happen soon. I think this is going to be a long-term play. But I do think they're cognizant of that. I think they're aware that something needs to change. But numbers are numbers, and, and what drives views drives views. And unfortunately, it makes me realize that like this is not going to be an overnight thing. This is not going to be an over-two-weeks thing or an over-a-year or a decade thing. This is going to be like when we, the collection of us, are like in that suburban dad age group. Hundred percent. Ultimately, baby boomers ruined everything, and they got to die. Mm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, wow. I didn't mean to come across. <laughs> yeah, when we're, when we're in our fifties, I think it's going to be very, very different. If I'm still watching sports as much in my fifties, I've fucked up horribly. I feel like I, I need to just tune off at a certain point. You know, when you hit that like saturation point, when mm. it just like, yep. all, right, all right, I'm gonna start like building a boat somewhere <laughs> some sort of, some sort I'm of start gardening <laughs> yeah. um, i say that i say that jokingly but i think also the reason why maybe we have such strong opinions on this is because we're so immersed in it and then right. we are see this every day and like this is our lives that for every tom dick and harry who is doing construction or doing retail or doing something else when they have a couple hours every night to tune in they don't feel like they're getting beaten over the head with it so maybe that's something that we should also consider. Yeah, that is true. You know what's great? Logging off. Highly recommend it. You actually do it though, Sash? No. <laughs> I'm it's like the, the, the Matrix and they plug you in the head, the, the, the connection thing. It's Dude, every time, I, <laughs> every time I go on a trip, I tell myself, all right, like, I'm not going to check social media that much. I'm going to really try and enjoy this country. It's going to be great. And then I end up like on a bus or I end up in a situation where you just like automatically default to your phone and it just, it happens. It's like, it's, you ever look at your screen time reports? This is a question for everyone, but do you get those? I get those notifications yeah. on my phone yeah. and it tells me how much time I've spent on my phone. And sometimes it's generally shocking. Yeah. You know, I felt genuinely bad. So like when I came back from Vancouver, I was staying at my parents' house and they don't have internet. So what? I was on my phone. Wait, like, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. Wait, hold yeah. on. Yo, it's so, we, we got we to get you some internet. Yo, I mean, like, it's... My mom has my mom has a phone with that on it, but, like, she's not surfing the web when she leaves work, you know what I mean? Like, And my dad wow. is, like, completely... Just turn on some cricket on his TV, and he's be okay <laughs> to just watch that and chill. Damn. So I was on my phone a lot, because that's the only access I had to the outside world, and I got that screen time report, and it was devastating how long i had been looking at <laughs> that week it was an extreme wake-up call you've Back. averaged 10 hours a day yeah. of screen time like, oh god Ugh. damn man well hey like you mentioned it off the top but you you were out in vancouver for a bit you were on the west coast flying the toronto flag like one thing i kind of wanted to talk to you a bit more was like 
kind of your decision to because you obviously you worked in like I know you from working at the score for years ago then you went over to TFC and then when you went out west you it kind of seemed like you were maybe leaving the the media and sports media landscape behind but now you're back at the score so like talk to me talk to us a bit about like that decision and what it was like kind of stepping away because obviously after working in media you have a bunch of friends you have a bunch of colleagues and you have inside knowledge about how the whole system works but what was it like kind of removing yourself from that bubble and like what was it what made you want to kind of jump back in good question mr calra um so about the time that i was thinking about leaving tfc i had been in there for two years and it was a really, it was a cool, like a very cool job. I was traveling with the team. I was like the in-house journalist. Obviously, a lot of the things I had to do were censored in the sense of like I'm, I'm part of the club, so like I'm not, I'm not breaking like core, like beefs in the locker room or stuff like that. But I'm covering the day-to-day training and doing stuff on social. But I think after a while, and this is kind of how I felt like before, even before I went to TFC, where. When you keep repeating the same stuff over and over again, it becomes like a, a true test of how much maybe, not that you like it, but if you want to see if you can do something else. And at that same time, I was approached by some the people at EA Sports FIFA who were looking for people to head up this new wing of their marketing department that was also doing social. So this is a game I played for my whole life. And like, honestly, I... I think I would have been mad at myself if I didn't try to do it. So it was a hard decision, but like in the end, I'm pretty comfortable that I made the right choice going out to Vancouver and trying it. Um, a massive company. It's a it's a behemoth. The mm-hmm. amount of work that goes into EA Sports FIFA is insane. And I know, I think they might have one of the stronger communities in terms of when things aren't going right or things aren't going to their liking. They're the most voiceless and anything you read online is just basically abuse, but I understand they're massive fans. And for some of these people, a lot of these people, this is how they make their living, whether it be like YouTube or Twitch, et cetera. But by the end, it was a lot, it was a lot more marketing than I, I wanted to do. And like, I got to, I got to go travel around Europe and I got to see a bunch of amazing games. But I think in the end, I made me realize that I wanted to get back into the sports news side and this opportunity came up with the score and it coincided with me being able to come back to Toronto. So it was kind of a perfect storm, but I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad I was able to go kind of on the other side as well, because one of my, one of the things that I would say, if, if anyone is maybe looking for advice or like trying to figure out what they want to do is it is not a bad idea to, to get out of your comfort zone and do something maybe that you would not, um, you would not think would further yourself maybe 10 years down the road, if that makes sense. So not sticking in the same career path or trying something a little different that maybe doesn't have exactly what you want to do with journalism or, or um, social media, or maybe it's more in the marketing side. I don't think it's a bad idea to get some knowledge in terms of how it works on the other side, because it, it also helps you when you go back and it, it's been a, it's been a nice return, but also I think I learned a lot when I was there. So yeah, that's kind of it. I'm sorry for that meandering, uh, rambling response. No, that was a great I mean, answer, man. Yeah, that's I'm great advice. At all. I, I, and I, I, and you guys know, you guys know me from, from back in the day. And like, I think what I'm, what I'm thankful for is the fact that along the way, 
and I think you guys would agree, we we got really lucky with the people that were around us when we came up to the point where it, it really did help um, get to that point in that thinking. And I think it doesn't happen for everyone like that. So it, it's a lot of just being grateful for, for the surroundings that, uh, that I've been in as well. Man, you were one of the first people ever to put me on, so I can relate to that. I appreciate it. I, I, I mean, I'm happy. I mean, I like, just, not too super <laughs> earnest now. I mean, like, I'm happy we're friends now. But honestly, yeah. you were one of the first people that I thought, like, had made it in this game that put me on. So I'll always be appreciative about that. Do you remember my last day, the first, my first growing up the score? Remember? Yeah, I remember it vividly. You remember EJ, EJ Manuel threw a touchdown against the Panthers? <laughs> I remember wow. <laughs> <laughs> what? And I, and I, I thought it was gonna be this ran, touching memory, but no. I ran, I ran, it was, it was I ran around the newsroom and we're like, "All right, I'm done, guys," and I left. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was sitting next to Devang, and I had just started at the score. I mean, I'm at a different guest stage of my career, at least mentally now. But I was like, I just started, and I was like super stoked. And it was like my big break, so to speak. And like Devang, among several other people, was one of the people like I really like looked up to at the time. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and then. But then, like, you know, I was sitting next to him one day, and he, like, sends this email out, like, hey, I'm leaving. So I just look over and I'm like, dude, like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, you know, although it was obviously, like, you know, a un- undeniable opportunity. I, and, you know, as, as he proved there, too. But at the time, I was just sitting there just like, oh, like, that fucking sucks. Like, this guy, like, I kind of looked up to for a while, like, just, just dipped. Like, all right, whatever. But we became, like, friends over over the years, and pretty dope, but... Yeah, man. I mean, I just just all, all this to say, like, I just agree with Devane's general point. Like, I think we all pretty lucky to have people kind of pave the way and have some good mentors along the way, and hopefully we can be that to some people too. I try to be yeah. like nice to all the younger kids at the office, and you know, DMs are always open for advice or whatever. So, yeah, watching you, you be Papa Arun is nice, man. You're so nice to your uh-huh. interns. So nice. I'm. I I am. I think it's a generally like good thing to do. You yeah. Know? I th- you know, like, and, you know, you know what it is, though, as well. It's like you guys have proven that it's possible, right? So I think that's the other thing. It's as much as uh, as much as things have changed in like the the amount of jobs that are available. Like, there's still not a lot of jobs available in this industry. So, like the fact that people are sh- are proving that it is possible, that's that's huge. Like, that's huge for whoever wants to do this next. But now to get super earnest. That is that is what it is though, right? Because like I don't, I think when I was growing up, the idea was like you had to be it had to be one of the networks. It had to be one of like Sportsnet or TSN or the Score TV at the time, which that's where I started as an intern. Mm. But like if you weren't in that, it's pretty much like all right, well, good luck, right? And then everything kind of exploded where you had so many different avenues, and you have Raptors Republic, or you have um. A, an ability to come to on you can say raptors hq sasha was on there i was yeah, <laughs> on, let's not disrespect the <laughs> hq guys i would i i tripped reynolds way too hard on the weekend so i wanted to, i need to shut them out raptors hq respect um <laughs> no exactly in like that what i'm saying like that that didn't really exist i guess when uh maybe maybe 11 12 years ago so it's 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 amazing it's amazing to see how the ecosystem has developed it yeah, really is. no doubt, it man. Really is. No doubt. Yeah, and just to add to what Arun was saying, man. Like, when, like that's the thing. Like, I love the score content. Like, like I think that's what really attracted me to. I think just even the business itself, like the type of podcast and types of like feature writing and everything that was done there. Like, 
was like a huge fan. And like to enter the building, um, I think I started in like 2014 um, or 15. I can't remember now. But um, yeah, to enter the building and to like actually work with you guys was like pretty wild. Um, like just even just seeing you guys walk around the room, I'm just like, man. Like, I know so much about you guys, and, like, it's <laughs> awkward to say that to you guys. Because I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I listen to every one of the, the podcasts that you guys do, or, like, I, I read all your feature writing, but, yeah, it's dope. And and, we, we were also, like, the, the kings of oversharing about our personal lives, so, I mean, that's, like, that's impossible to beat from us. That was, but that's innovative, though. You know, I, I would literally get office gossip from Sports Phone. I'd be like, you know, I don't really know Blake, but he, he sounds real sad. <laughs> <laughs> Have we, taken, Shout out, have we taken the throne? Have we taken the throne from you guys? What do you mean, like uh, from the oversharing department? Uh, I mean, I, I, I still, I don't know. I, I can't speak for everyone, but I, I would say, also, like I kind, I purged like a lot of my old tweets. Not, not that they were offensive, but mm. they were definitely like, I don't know. I, I, I think. I was treating Twitter a little too much as like Dear Diary, and I, I don't, didn't need to do that anymore. Yeah. I have other outlets for that, whether it be like emailing people or, or like DMing people personally. Like I didn't need to the, mm-hmm. to just voice it out like that. But back then, I for some reason it, it felt it felt cathartic. It felt good. Yeah. But I think even even looking back at like two years ago and like something that I, I put out, I'm like I don't know why I tweeted that. It was like it was again yeah. like. Not offensive or anything like that. Just like, why? Like, why am I doing this? And it kind of also made you realize, yeah. It also made me realize, like, how am I using Twitter or or anything? And the, how I was using it is how I kind of used Facebook when it started, where it was like the king of oversharing and like putting on a status to hope like the girl you like saw it and like maybe like it kind of shit. Like that was the or the MSN Messenger style stuff. So it just it, it brought me back to all those things that I thought lessons I had learned. I'm like, why am I doing this still? So cause another lesson to be learned yeah for sure and i feel like that's the like that was like the bait and switch aspect of twitter right where it was like you know it's supposed to be fleeting it's supposed to be short it's supposed to just like wash down your timeline and like now the way twitter like presents itself like um you know you're getting so much of you like hey in case you missed it like hey these are the top tweets that you missed you know what i mean like there is no (laughs) it's it's weird because like i think twitter as a business model it probably started out like that right like it really was just like hey what what are your thoughts right now and just like give us that and then you move along it's like a conversation it doesn't really live forever but like i I just think probably from a marketing perspective like twitter just had to be like look we need to surface ads we need to keep like we need to get bigger accounts so people can continuously come back and follow them and and you know consume that and then it just got to a point where like it kind of like you know lionized itself and now people are kind of afraid to even have their old tweets on there you know it's true yeah, yeah i mean i mean I, I think like just circling back to what the bang was saying like i deleted some tweets back i deleted my old that was by old accident though that was different <laughs> <laughs> no but it was it was it was an attempt to delete like my older stuff but i mean i think looking back on your stuff if you don't cringe a little bit like then something's gotta be wrong with you like Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's why I stopped using like, Facebook, man. Shit was terrible. Yeah. Oh. Yo, the Facebook, uh, the memories thing, where it's like, on oh, this God. day 10 oh, years God. ago, every time I see that, it's like, oh, it's like, it's the worst trip down memory lane you could ever want. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, up. it's terrible. You know what? It, it does kind of make me feel okay, though, because looking at how the kids are growing up today and the teens or like the people who are younger than us now are like just completely wilding out and being monsters. The things yeah. I was the thing I was posting online back then were not malicious. 
extremely stupid but yeah. not malicious. And I think that may be maybe just a, a comforting fact for all of us, I guess. Seriously. Yeah. It, it's Seriously. But you know what? Though? I, I do feel like kids today have like almost like more priorities in check just because like they see what adults are actually saying. Like when, like, when I was growing up, I didn't really have that much access to like adults beyond my parents. So I'm like, okay, so I, I just assumed that everyone was just like altruistic, like, uh, like personally responsible people. And there was like, you know, I'm going to eventually grow up and be one of those people. Whereas like now, if you are a child and you're on Instagram, you're on Twitter all the time and you're seeing like what adults are fully doing, you're like, Man, life is trash. Like you just know from the get go, there is no illusion. You know what I mean? You're like, I know adults are trash. I know you guys aren't really about what you guys tell me to do, and it's just like there is just no more mystery, and it's, you know, no hundred percent. It's a bit sad. You might as well just do the bird box challenge and forget about things, right? Like that's, mm. that's what the internet is now. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. I don't know, man. You think, like, kids, you think this current generation of kids, because, like, obviously, like, this kind of brings, this kind of brings, uh, brings up the Kevin Hart situation, but you've seen so many instances where people have had old social media posts come back to haunt them, right? For, for whatever reason. And it's like, do you think this generation of kids that are currently teenagers, they're obviously aware of that and they're obviously seeing that, but they still seemingly don't give a fuck. And I find that really interesting. I feel like it's these, most, some of these people will be HR managers in the future as well, so they'll be the people dictating what is offensive and what's not offensive. But I, I don't, yeah, I, I like to think that that maybe that's just like a maturation process where there will be that that realization that okay, this is life doesn't work like this, and like there's you're going to be you're going to be remembered for something that you you tweeted out or you said. Um, way in the past but honestly man like i i've i've stopped trying to predict the future because it's coming too fast and it's coming too uh too crazy to the point where i'm not sure what will be considered okay in like 10 years from now whereas i think like we're progressing yeah. as we're progressing as a society in terms of how we treat groups and how we treat people who are um othered or previously othered in the past i think we're doing good stuff there but i don't know I'm not willing to place a bet on how um, it's going to work out in the next five years. Like I, it's just mm -hmm. everything is changing so quickly. Well, I think I'm going to try and predict the future. Uh, it is. Are you, the are, you are you are you precogging it? Minority Report style? Are you precogging this? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do this. It is the <laughs> 84th minute. Arsenal's up two 0 I think you're getting three points, man. Fuck off. Fuck off! Why would you the three You've you six. <laughs> you're gonna concede two goals in six minutes. No, you. Have you, you seen deserve... Arsenal this year? What are you talking about, man? You know this. You the Spider-Man. It's the Spider-Man meme of Arsenal defense and Chelsea's defense pointing at each other because they're both shambolic. So I'm not sure. Wow. They only got one shot on target this whole game, though. So yeah, I hope Bellerin's massive, okay, man. This is a massive result if we can hold on, though. Yeah. If you guys hold on, you'll go back into fifth ahead of us on goal differential. It'll. It'll be Chelsea then. <laughs> Dude, man, it's uh, I mean, we all can't have Ole Gunnar as our manager, but uh, oh it's, been, it's been a fun season. Yeah, you guys still haven't lost or played anyone real, but exactly. Uh, what went is. into Wembley last weekend and won a game, but mm. sure, yeah, mm. haven't played anyone real. Mm. Spurs aren't real. Spurs yeah. aren't. They're the third <laughs> <Exactly>. place team. <laughs> um, 
They're, Chelsea, they're ahead of literally Chelsea's, both of our teams. It's Chelsea's terrible. last shot on target was in the 64th minute against Newcastle last week. Just to yikes, uh, just yikes. But I sorry, ball guys. Uh, sorry, ball. Dude, watching overweight Gonzalo Higuain try and play like sorry ball is oh going to be God. hilarious. Ugh. He can't move. It's, I think we got some some football questions I saw in the uh, the comments. So yeah, let's do, let's we... do Twitter questions, guys. Let's do it. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll answer every Twitter question that was sent to us. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the second half of the No Cap Podcast. Still here with Arun, Sasha, and Devang. We are taking Twitter questions. As always, hit us up on Twitter at No Cap Pod. Sasha, you know what to do. All right. First question comes from Sahal Abdi, our guy. Devang, how does it feel rooting for a banter Thursday club who's going to Europa for the third straight year? Uh, I guess that's directed towards me because he used my name. Um, well, Sahal, I mean, I'll be honest here. Spurs are clearly one of the better teams um, in the Premier League. That's a team you support. It's been a long time coming. A lot of good young players. We are a banter club, though. I'm going to be honest here. I, I'm, wow. I think Arsenal's Arsenal's ability to get rid of Wenger was a big step, but we have not completely issued the banter. It's going to take a while, but... Um, Hey, big three points against Chelsea that we just locked in. So uh, go mm. fuck yourself. And uh, we're back. <laughs> there we right. go. That, was, that started off way too earnest. I was, like, was going to wow. say, yeah. I was waiting for the switch flip. I was like, all right, the sicko drop's coming. Like, Let's go. <laughs> it was just the intro at first. Yo, yo, uh, son, yo I just want to say, son's out there balling in uh, the UAE for South Korea. <laughs> you guys use a guy like that right now, but he's got to do it with respect. <laughs> Yo, yo. By the way, I was gonna ask personally: Is Arsenal fan TV a force of good or bad? Definitely bad, like hundred percent. Definitely bad. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm. Listen, I, I all for entrepreneurship, and those guys made a ton of money off this, and they're doing extremely well. I think the main guy's driving a Bentley now. But <laughs> I thought that was Bents. I thought I thought that was his <laughs> no, joke. I know. It's, I, it's, you've been seen driving a Bentley around. It's crazy. But it's Robbie wild. got a Bentley. Yeah. Wow. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie's out here, man. Bro, you know right, DT's driving around a monster truck. <laughs> I went to a couple of games last year and I saw them set up outside the Bournemouth game, and it's like they are celebrities themselves. So like, I, yeah. I can't hate on the process there, but it's definitely horrible because either a you like you're a team, you're a fan of another team, you're just like look at these clowns, or you're a fan of Arsenal who either buys into that stuff or you're embarrassed. So there's really no win. Mm. Damn. All right, next question comes from Mile P. Nice. Do you think Ozil can contribute to any of the top teams in Europe at this point? To Keeping a up team? the uh, Arsenal teams? theme here. To a team, sure. Any of the top teams in Europe. What What are we considering a top team in Europe? Like a Champions League club? Let's say a, cha- let's say a Champions League contender. Ooh. Because I know, obviously, he can contribute for a Champions League team. But, like, right. a team right. that can actually aspire to go to the Champions League final, let's say. I'm going to say no. And the reason why is because I'm going to say that 
Mesut Ozil still definitely has something to add as a player. He's obviously brilliant, uh, tactically or technically brilliant, and he has the ball on a string when he wants to. But the physicality that the game is played with now, and and the need to have someone who's able to do all three phases well, I think it's pretty clear that the engine, quote unquote, is not going to be there for him. So I'm going to say no. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, but I do think that if he ended up at like maybe like a Valencia type level of a team where they could kind of build it around him, he could yeah. obviously still be brilliant. But listen, I if if Inter wants to do this, I think he'd be great there. I think Inter would be a great great show with Icardi there as well. I think it'd be uh, fun to watch. But like top top team contender wise, I have there's like six teams in my mind. So like I don't think he would be part of any of those squads. Damn. Yeah, All Liverpool right, got Shakiri. We're good, man. Oh, you had oh, to stick it in there, eh? Wow. No, nah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I could see him playing a little bit. Sure. Uh, the fact that James Milner is alive after Will Saha murdered Yo. him today. Uh, <laughs> I, I, and, then, I, and then he took him out and got a red card. It was fantastic. I, I can't I can't even say anything against that. I mean, uh, Liverpool, we, just, we shouldn't have sold Klein. And then immediately, Trent got hurt. And now it's back to Milner. And, like, man... That was that's a nightmare matchup. It's a nightmare matchup. <laughs> yeah, I'm not all gonna right. say against that, but we got we got the win. We got the win. You know, we got the win. That's that's all that matters. We Next question is also from Mild P. Uh, he says, if the Raptors don't make the finals this year, should that be more disappointing than any playoff loss to LeBron? Ooh, interesting question. It depends on the manner in which the Raptors lose. Because it's not just a loss to LeBron. That's like it simplifies it to a way that completely excuses the circumstances in which it happened. They pissed themselves three years in a row, regardless of the circumstance, regardless of who was playing with LeBron. They pissed themselves, right? And they lost by like thirty points in a lot of these games. Thirty. Po- How many playoff games do you, can you remember when teams lose by thirty points? If the Raptors lose to the Bucks or the Celtics or whoever in the playoffs, and it's like a competitive six-game series, and like you know, there's there's some hard-fought battles, then I'm good with that. Like it's disappointing, but it's not as disappointing as seeing your team literally shit themselves. Demar Derozan got outplayed by J.R. Smith for three fucking years in a row. J.R. Smith shot 75 fucking percent from the field. The Raptors were never fucking competitive. It's not about reducing it to losing to LeBron, as Dwayne Casey and and. Uh, DeMar DeRozan always say, like, oh, we just ran into LeBron. No, you didn't, man. You, you, you saw LeBron, and then you pissed yourself, and then you ran away. That's what happened. At least have show, show some fucking heart. Bars. Done. Bars. All right. I agree with that. That's, 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 I concur. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm, I got some thinking to do here. Ordinarily, I would defer to Will just outright. But because, like, there is no – and, like, look, man, you made a strong case there. It's not just LeBron, but – because there is no LeBron in the way, like there is a higher level of expectation for what the Raptors can do, right? Okay, there's so, expectation, but there's this is talking about disappointment. You know oh, what I mean? I see. Yeah, but it's not so, the expectation is obviously higher, but like but even if they fall short, it depends on how they fall short, but, man. Wouldn't yeah. like losing to a LeBron led team ha- like come with an automatic built in excuse as you kind of Dog, they it? lost by like over a hundred points in a series. <laughs> No, I know. Dude, I'm not, okay, I'm not imagine you lost to, like, imagine the Leafs went to the playoffs this year and lost to the Lightning or whatever, and every game was 8-1. That would be, yeah, that would be pretty That's way yeah. fucking worse. Dude, they made Tristan Thompson look like Will Chamberlain. Bro, like, oh it's, my uh, God. It wasn't pretty. Yo, Channing Fry, man. So, sorry. Falling at Chinkuzi Park. Tristan Thompson. He was Chinkuzi Park. Did you read back the phrasing of the question? What was exactly the question? How was it framed? 
Mild P says, if the Raptors don't make the finals this year, should that oh. be more disappointing than any playoff loss to LeBron? Oh, if they don't make the finals, my apologies. No, no, then definitely not. No, that's fine. Sorry, like if the Raptors lose in the Eastern Conference Finals in seven games to the Bucks, that's yeah. probably fine. Yes, please listen to the questions going forward, as I, I will did. not repeat it. I did. I did. <laughs> Will's Will, Will just, Will just bars were just so fire that I kind of got taken off track. Lost in the sauce. All right, next question comes from Sarah at Bootleg Muslim. I'll take hey. this one. It's Sasha. Do you feel better about yourself now that you have oh, AirPods? Uh, the answer is yes. All right, Sarah has a follow-up question. What's your skincare routine? So Ooh. should we go around in a circle here? Or who wants to? Who wants to start? Okay. In preparation of this question, I took a picture of uh, the things that said on my bathroom stand. Uh, clean and clear morning burst. Shine control facial cleanser. Use this once every morning, and it's it's great. It actually helps you like feel more awake. That's that's the only skincare routine I take, though. What about you guys? Uh, I used to be naturally gorgeous, so I didn't have one. What? Um, um, but now That's I just, incredible. Now I just like, just make sure I drink lots of water, stay hydrated. You know, that's that's my skincare routine. What about you, Dubank? I have like this. Uh, it's like a face conditioner slash wash that I use. Mm. I did I did not take a photo, so I can't remember the name of it. But I also have some cleaning care products. My my skin in the winter goes yeah. way off. So it's like, uh, it's, uh, my sister even said this the other day. She's like, what do people think? Like, where do they think you're from? I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you don't look very like Indian. I'm like, yeah. Cause I think my skin in the winter is literally going paler by the second of the day. So it's, it's a process. It's a struggle. I'm still, I'm still battling. God's working on all of us. <laughs> uh, mine is, I have like, a an apricot exfoliant scrub thing Whoa. that I use in the shower. Uh, and then I have my friend Chloe, shout out to her. She works uh, in the skincare line of work. So she actually just hooks me up, which is great. Um, I have a moisturizer. I have a toner. I have this little cream I put before I go to bed that helps get rid of dark circles. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Oh, and a beard bomb. Beard bomb is nice. It makes it less ishy. I, I highly recommend beard bomb if you have a beard. Next question is from Blake Jonah Murphy. Beerbaum. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Next question is from Blake Murphy. Hey. Isn't it too cold to have no cap today? That's why we did this remotely. That's why we did this guy. Mission up to Casa del Lu for an in-person podcast on a day like this? You got to be kidding me. Yeah. The broken Jeremy Lin bobblehead's not worth it. Metro Lumen. <laughs> nice. I-, I like the physical sensation of holding the mic, though. Yo, Arun rapping on the mic, uh, on the podcast, great, great time. Did I rap? Arun used to no, rap no, it just when I met him. A word? No. Wow. Well, there were a lot of things that we both used to do when we met each other that <laughs> we don't. So. Oh wow! That. You spit this freestyle in the parking lot of an Indian restaurant one time. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait for the I'm ten year just... challenge version of this podcast where we I... talk about what the fuck we did ten years ago. I just tried to take the high road and not, like, sewer Sasha, but, you know. Oh, I, I'm not sewering you. I'm saying it was good. <laughs> All right. Well, 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 anyway, Sasha, I'm taking the high road, buddy. So you're telling me that Arun used to be a SoundCloud rapper? Better. Mm. 82. I, mean, I, I, 82. I, I, would, I would describe his flow, but he's visibly upset with me for bringing this up, so I'll, we can move on. All right. I'm not, it's fine. I'm not, you can't even see me. <laughs> I'm visibly I can upset. hear it in your voice. I've known you for too long. 
visibly so. shaken by <laughs> uh next comment slash question is from Assad. He says, Y'all relying on reply guys for oh, God. shame. <laughs> Yo. I'm I'm telling Assad to pull up on the podcast. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, he'll pull up. You know where we're at. Next question is from Daniel Reynolds at aka underscore Reynolds. The wearer of hats that bald people wear. Compound <laughs> question. Have any of you seen the World War II soccer movie Victory? If so, thoughts? Feelings? I haven't seen it, no. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Well, we're, yo, we're just trying to fight everybody on this show, huh? <laughs> I know why I'm feeling so, so spicy right now, but uh, yeah. Oh my god. No. no, here's the thing. I was trying to, I was in defense of Dan. He was getting roasted, but his hat. It has when the tide turned against him. <laughs> Dan, I love you. Dan has great hats. That I mean, is hilarious. Dan's the only one who can rock that hat, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he pulls yeah, it off. That's true. He pulls it off. It's true. No, if, if any I, that, we would look ridiculous. It's true. No, yeah. it's true. I have seen this movie uh, back in the day, though. But it's a crazy star-studded cast. Like Michael Caine, Sly Stallone. Mm. Pele's in this movie as well. What? Fuck. What? Yeah, yeah. I, I okay, what are, you, what are your so feelings on this movie? So, like, the premise is uh, they're, they're at a POW camp, a Nazi POW camp, and, like, the Nazi head guy, which I believe is Max von Sydow, I think I'm pronouncing that wrong, he, like, sets up a game between the Germans and, like, the other nationalities as, like, a morale-boosting, wow. like, oh, we're going to beat these guys. But then it's, like, it's Michael Caine, it's Pele, the, the other guys have some skills. So it's, it's worth a watch. I won't spoil it. Wow. Speaking of movies, next question is from Karn Sharma. Uh, his question is, your guys' top three sports movies of all time? And top three seems a little much, so let's just talk about our favorite sports movies. Top let's three doesn't seem like a little much. What are you talking all about? All right, no, let's do all it. Right, let's go top three then. What's your top three? Let's get top, it. Top three would be Hoop Dreams, Friday Night Lights, and D2, The Mighty Ducks. All right. That wasn't that hard? Yeah, that's pretty good. What about you, Will? Uh, I probably got Coach Carter. Um, very rewatchable. Um, yeah, it is. It is. And, Coach, Carter, uh, Coach Carter still holds up, for sure. You know what? She's the man of the sports movie with the man of binds. It is. It is. Yeah. That's good, actually. That's good. I've seen Tatum. it at three separate. Yeah, exactly. Tatum. Channing Tatum is in there. Channing Tatum. Tatum. Um, and I saw that at, like three separate birthday parties that same year it came out. So, you know, like <laughs> wow. it just as a I have a deep memory for that. And then I I think the third one this might be like I don't know if it qualifies, but It Man. So It Man is like I, I mean it really cons- if it, if it really comes down to like do you guys consider martial arts a sport? Sure. Yeah. Well, then in, in that case, it man. The old, it man one and two. The third one is I haven't actually seen it, but it just doesn't look great. He fights Mike Tyson for some reason. I don't. I don't really see it. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely one and number two are, are really good. So. What about you, Devang? Uh, I'm gonna go with Ben. Bend it like Beckham. I think that was a, a seminal classic. Classic. Yeah. Classic. I'm good. Also, like I'm, I mean, for the the brown kids out there as well, it's like, why won't you let me play soccer, etc. <laughs> which, which wasn't true. Which wasn't true. Like my parents were down with let me play soccer. Um, remember the Titans was a classic as well. Um, oh yeah. Uh, that, that kid on Clemson looks a lot like. Uh, he does. Trevor Lawrence looks like Sunshine yeah. for sure. He does. And 
Oh, I was like, Bloodsport. So Bloodsport, I mean, I'm going on, on Will's line as well, where it's like, is a murderous underground fighting ring considered a sport movie? And if it is, then Bloodsport's my choice. Yeah, why not? That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Um, is driving considered a sport? Of course. So do the Fast and the Furious movies <laughs> wait, wait, no. sports no. movies? No. Yes. No. Yeah. No, no. Wait, how, why not? Driving in general. Driving in general is not a sport. <laughs> well, technically, they're racing. And a race is a competition, which is a sport. Think, think not sanctioned. Like... Not sanctioned by anybody, though. Not oh, because Bloodsport's <laughs> sanctioned. Yeah. Hey, they had some rules there. They had some rules there. I thought you were going to bring up like that Formula One movie from a couple of years ago, but no. Said, you went what, Senna? Else. Not no, Senna. Oh, uh, Senna is Senna, by the way. Rush. 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 Yeah. Senna is outstanding, though, by the way. If Senna yeah. counts as a sports movie, that might be one That's of my That's a documentary. Choices. It's a documentary, yeah. Oh. Okay, so am I allowed to say the Fast and the Furious movies? Can I get a ruling on that? Yes. I love those movies. Also, sure. sure. Yes. Which one? All right. Oh, Oh, that's true. That's true. This is a whole other... Side note, let's do a Fast and the Furious podcast at some point. That's a great idea. All right, I got to watch all the movies, but I'm down. Maybe that should be the... Have you never watched them? I saw parts of Tokyo Drift. Oh, my God. Will, you're missing out on the greatest movie franchise of our time. What are you talking about? I know you love Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I do, too. Fast and Furious, more movies. What? Oh, okay, yeah. Well, come on, you gotta well, count the well, Hobbit now. I've, I've got those burned DVDs unlocked, so I'll send them over to you if there's if your DVD player can play them, or if you have a DVD player. I definitely do not have a DVD player, but I do have a computer that. Pro- <laughs> yeah, you know what? This computer does play DVDs. This desktop right, Dell computer. Can no, play DVDs. well, come to your place. We'll gather around and watch like the ones I missed. It's an 18-inch I, screen, man. I don't know. We will be like sitting side by side. <laughs> we'll be huddling while we watch this movie. That's fine. Sitting sideways. Uh, so yeah, let's go. Let's go with uh, what is my favorite one? Was it six or seven when they introduced where like Letty loses her memory, and uh, Jason Statham's character is still the bad guy? It's one of those. It's like six or I think it's seven. seven. What what he? I like in, that. He's in the plane with the baby and stuff, and like the. Yeah, that was cool. Oh no, four. Four was when they brought the rock in, right? Five, I think. Five. I think Fast Five. Is no, you're right. It's four. I think. Uh, yeah. Let's go with four then. I think four is my favorite. Uh, Creed is also up there for me. And, yeah, Creed's um, good. Moneyball. I really like Moneyball too. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, okay. Next question is from da, 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 TC and the Cats. What sport should I watch to warm the soul when it's minus 30 out? Just uh, This is my boy. He's a Spurs fan as well. So just uh, to clarify. But I think cricket is the answer. Cricket? Yeah. Tennis might be it's one. Either or, especially now, but like cricket is never played in a situation where it is cold at all. I feel like like it's maybe cold is like 10 degrees Celsius, but there's drink breaks. Mm-hmm. People are relaxing. It's super long, so you can fall asleep during it. Like it's, I think it's perfect. Plus, India just kicked the shit out of Australia this week. Man. We send those koalas back, back to their trees. That's right. <laughs> That's a saying, right? That's a saying. I, I think so. Uh, I'm looking at this man's last tweet, and it was from December second, twenty eighteen. Klopp is such a wanker. <laughs> He's Come his on, first man. fan. I told you. I told you. Why do they hate? Uh, yeah, well. Shout out Virat Koali. Uh, 
TC in the cats also says, why is it so cold? Um, because, you know, the weather is a thing, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not a science teacher. Uh, and the final question is from Vijay Vemu, Arun's son. He says, give your one hot take prediction for the EPL Champions Le- EPL slash Champions League and the NBA. So one take. Let's go one one soccer hot take, one basketball hot take. And we'll start with Will. It's not even that hot. Liverpool winning both the EPL and the Champions League. No big. Oh, shit. And then then in the NBA, I would say that... um, I would say Kyrie and KD to the Knicks. And you put Zion and Chris Stapps there. Bam. There you go. Oh, great. That's in our division. Great. Great. I I don't care. I don't care. I just want to see that happen, man. I, I kind of like low key. I'm like probably a Knicks fan because I just really, really like the way their fans are. They're so sad. It's it's great. All right. What about you, Arun? Uh, EPL. Hmm. Under the leadership of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, United does not drop another game for the remainder of the season. Whoa! What? Oh, man. Oh, my we lord. Are, we still have to go to City and shit, right? They asked for a hot take. I brought the heat. Yo, honestly, uh, if you win every game here on end, you probably still won't win the league. Right. But even still. That's fucked. Uh, that shouldn't be the case. Uh, um, Champions League, I don't have any hot takes. I'm just waiting to see how this plays out. Um, an NBA hot take. Let me think on that. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I have any like hot takes necessarily. Like it'd be weird if like a LeBron team misses the playoffs. I don't know if that's like that hot a take. Considering the Lakers are currently eighth. But hmm. Let me think on this NBA hot take. I mean, you could see like two seven seeds win win in both the, in the NBA. Like conceivably, yeah. you know, like so that might be my take. I don't know. Like, if Steph Curry comes back to win the MVP, is that even a hot take? I don't know. James Harden looks like he's got it in the bag right now, but I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, I'm waiting for the season to play out. Um, it's really fun to hate on the. Okay, you know what? Here's this. Here's my take. The Blazers collapse. Just because I think. How's that a hot take, bro? They're like the. They do that every. They year. do that every. They got swept last year. No, they collapse in the regular season and thus miss the playoffs. Oh, okay. No. Hmm. All right. That's my take. Okay. That's my take. We'll see if it holds up. Okay, what about you, Devang? Uh, I won't do Premier League, I'll do Champions League. PSG will win the Champions League. Uh. That's my extremely hot take. Um, and basketball, the Lakers won't make the playoffs. Ooh. Uh, that's a good take. Uh, soccer, I will say Manchester City will win the Champions League, but miss out on the Premier League to Liverpool, unfortunately. Yes. I'm, I'm good for one uh, they're gonna They're going to get Juventus in the final. Ronaldo's going to miss it because he'll have a court date. And uh, that's going to be a big story. What's, uh, Ash, what's worse, though? Liverpool winning the Premier League or City winning the Champions League for you? What's worse? Oh, Liverpool winning the Premier League. Come on, it's man. The worst. Liverpool, I would rather City just do the double. Like, Liverpool getting the Premier League is just... Like, Come Liverpool's on. my banter club. The fact that they haven't won it in my lifetime is hilarious. It's happening this year, buddy. It's looking like it, man. It's looking... I'm, I'm telling... I, I would predict that they would from here on out. Anyway... Mm. NBA, uh, it pains me to say, but I think the Bucks are making the finals. Ooh, I and like uh, I, I will predict that Anthony Davis gets traded to a team other than the Celtics and the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I can see him fitting with Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's our final question. So any, uh, any final words, any parting thoughts from you gentlemen? 
Life is amazing, man. Life is truly amazing. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> pull up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, pull up to the podcast. Yeah, that's that's my final thought. Always a pleasure, Cats. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, thank you for joining us. Thank today. you, man. Welcome back to the city and everything. And um, yeah, I think that does it for the podcast. You could follow us again at No Cap Pod. <laughs> you could follow us individually um, at Sashikara. At uh, yo, is this still a Rune Things or do you change it back? It's Rune Things. Well, what did I change it to before? I don't know. What was it before? It was just a rune shooter massive before, right? Oh no, I just changed my like my Twitter handle to a rune, but okay. that's my my Twitter ad still rune things. Hmm. My Instagram is the rune shooter massive. Oh, that's right. Oh. Yeah. You gotta plug the IG, man. Yeah. Let's be real. We're all wasting our time on Twitter. <laughs> um, Dude, you're... I'm gonna be an IG thought by the end of the year. I'm gonna get free <laughs> shit from brands. Like it's you already be... have the like you already have the the AirPods. So Yo, it's it's coming, man. It's like halfway One K on IG soon come. Um, follow Devang on Twitter at Decide Devang. I, I can't believe you got the handle considering how many Devang decides I searched through on Skype in order to get this call right. I get I get multiple DMs from other Devang decides all the time. It's wild. It's crazy. Wow. We're gonna meet up. We're gonna meet up in Goa in a couple of years. <laughs> do you do you, do you also want to plug IG or? Is... Yeah, it's Devang Decide Esquire. So I mean, wow. that's huge as well. So. <laughs> and then yeah I'm at one underscore Lou and I think that does for the podcast peace rate subscribe like all that fun stuff do that shit